0: You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported.
1: Community Radio for South Central Indiana.
2: Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Annika Harshbarger.
3: And I'm Caleb Robbins. This is the WFHB Local News for Thursday, October 5th, 2023.
4: Family means someone that loves you deeply enough to look over any of your flaws.
2: Later in the program, WFHB's youth radio team recorded a new episode of Voices in the Street on IU's campus during September's first Thursday's festival. More in the bottom half of our program. Uh, this is
5: our drinking water source, and it's really important to protect that, keep it as clean as we can.
3: Also, coming up in the next half hour, Maggie Sullivan. Lake Monroe Watershed Coordinator gave a presentation on the concerns for the long-term sustainability of Lake Monroe. More in your daily headlines.
2: The Monroe County Justice Fiscal Advisory Committee met on Tuesday, September 26th. The short meeting was convened to approve the amended recommendations that will be submitted to the Monroe County Council. The recommendations were first mentioned by Councillor Iverson in an effort to describe how public comment has changed the document.
6: Next, we're gonna move on to the approval of recommendations to the Monroe County Council from this body. Uh, this is the 35 uh, recommendations that uh, we discussed at length at the last JFAC meeting. Um, we also, uh, in the weeks since that last meeting, took public comment uh, via email. And if you wanted to call into the council office, on social media or whatever ways you wanted to get in touch with us, um, that resulted in uh, the document that we have before us here uh, in print that we're holding up. Uh, It is also available at the aforementioned website, co.monroe.in.us in In the meeting packet. It is also available on the JFAC website. Uh, If you Google JFAC Monroe County, it's the first link that comes up or it should be one of the first link that comes up. Uh, this summary document is available to you. Um, I'm going to mention that um, staff worked very diligently, literally through the night last night and a little bit this morning to update this document um, on, that's on the website and before us with every single piece of public comment that we received so what you see before you online and what you see uh, here uh, in front of us is um, truly a reflection of what the community thinks and feels about the recommendations.
2: The Women's Commission has removed the recommendations from the JFACS document and have created their own that will be submitted to the Monroe County Council. When discussed in the meeting, Councilor Iverson talked on what a well-written and research document it was. Councilor Wilts had this to add.
7: In that vein, I do think it's important to explicitly state that um, we felt like the Women's Commission is its own body worthy of making recommendations on this topic. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, their their document stands on its own. And, um, you know, I think has just as much credibility and worth as Um, our own set of recommendations, and I appreciate them commenting in our forum and keeping us surprised of what they were doing, and um, I don't want them to feel that they were omitted because of any devaluing of their work product because, as you said, it's it's quality and valuable.
2: JFAC's list of recommendations was referred to as a living document by Councilor Member Wilts in an effort to explain that it will continue to be revised in the future to add dollar amounts for each listed item in addition to combining, revising, or deleting items. She then made a motion to forward the recommendation to the Monroe County Council, quickly followed by a second from Council Member Crossley. Public comment was heard on various topics brought up in the document, including site selection. The motion was revisited and brought to a voice vote.
6: All those in favor of the motion to forward this list of recommendations to the County Council, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, the ayes have it unanimously. Congratulations.
2: There are no more scheduled meetings for the Monroe County Justice Fiscal Advisory Committee at this time.
3: On September 25th at the Bloomington Utility Service Board meeting, Maggie Sullivan, Lake Monroe Watershed Coordinator, gave a presentation on the concerns for the long-term sustainability of Lake Monroe.
5: Uh, This is our drinking water source, and it's really important to protect that, keep it as clean as we can. We all know that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So that's kind of where the Friends of Lake Monroe comes in.
3: Friends of Lake Monroe is a nonprofit organization founded in 2016 with the goal of developing a watershed management plan, which it was able to successfully do in 2019 to 2022. Sullivan describes a good watershed plan as being data-driven, addresses stakeholder concerns, supported by the community and clear actionable goals.
5: The most important is community support because that what determines if it's just a plan that's gonna sit on a shelf or if it's actually gonna be put into action. So a big part of developing the plan was doing outreach. We did a lot of tabling. I gave a lot of talks like this one. We held tours of the watershed. We wrote articles for papers and newsletters. We tried to get volunteers engaged where we could in things like water quality sampling. And um, we put up these watershed signs marking the boundaries of the watershed. We also started off the process with public forums, one in Bloomington and one in Nashville, where we asked people, what are your concerns about the lake? Let's make sure that we're looking into those. Uh, We went out, we observed streams in the watershed to try and get an idea. What was the land use like? Were there any obvious issues? Was there clogged culverts, uh, major trash? And then we uh, did a lot of water quality monitoring. A lot of it was new, but we also took advantage of existing data and we... Uh, had some joint projects, um, for example, with Brown County Regional Sewer District. They were doing a lot of E. coli testing as part of their um, wastewater management plan, and so we uh, partnered on some of those. Took all that data, put it together, and we identified the top water quality threats as being sediment, nutrients, and E. coli as an indicator of fecal contamination.
3: Sullivan outlined the sources of pollution, most notably being sediment, nutrients, and E. coli getting into the lake and ways to combat each of those problems.
5: So we took all this data, we set some goals, and we put together an action plan. And the idea is to address the sources of pollution before they reach the water, so keeping them in place on the land out of the streams. And to do that, we need to change land use practices, we need to change individual behavior, uh, and we can look at some projects that will help protect water quality before it reaches the lake. Um, This will all be done through voluntary adoption, so our big focus is offering incentives and education. So some examples could be promoting agricultural best management practices, which is actually something I'm working on right now. So talking with farmers who have livestock and encouraging them to fence their animals out of streams, talking to crop farmers and having them encouraging them to use no-till and to use cover crops in the winter, putting in things like uh, grass strips next to a waterway so water coming off the cropland gets filtered before it reaches the streams, and there's permanent living roots that are, Keeping the stream bank stabilized. Um, really, anywhere we can restore and enhance riparian buffers, that's the area next to streams. We want permanent vegetation there that can help filter runoff, that can help stabilize the stream bank. Uh, and trees have the extra advantage of providing shade, which keeps the water quality, water temperature cooler, which makes it better habitat. Uh, We're looking at places where it might make sense to stabilize sections of lakeshore and stream banks. This one is a little tricky because it gets very expensive very quickly. And particularly with streams, you run the risk of just moving the problem downstream. But there are areas where this can be very effective. For septic systems, uh, a lot of our focus right now has been on education uh, and encouraging people to maintain their septic systems so they'll identify problems quickly and be able to address them Um, Longer-term, it would be helpful to identify funding for repairs. Uh, It can be very expensive to repair or replace a septic system, uh, and looking at where it might make sense to do sewer expansion projects. Really, a lot of what we do comes down to education, helping people understand how their actions make a difference on water quality, what they could do differently, whether they're just a homeowner, have a septic system, they're a farmer, a forester, all these people can play a role.
3: Sullivan said the most important strategy is long-term education and community engagement. Following the report, board member Kirk White asked about the longevity of the watershed. Sullivan responded.
6: So I guess the $10 billion question is, uh, what's the, uh, at our current rate of sedimentation, what's the what's the uh, lifespan of our lake?
5: The very crude calculations I've done were talking, like, long, 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 long time that we're accumulating this much a year, but um, I would feel better about that if I had bathymetric data to give me a little more information.
6: Well, that's sedimentation, and then, of course, the other pieces, you know, how clean it is.
5: Right, And and I think that's an important thing to emphasize is that the lake may last hundreds and hundreds of years, but if the water quality is so poor... It's not necessarily a question of not being able to produce drinking water. It's a question of how much it's going to cost, how complicated is it going to be?
6: And whether you, you know, when you're detecting problems in your supply
5: Mm -hmm. and
6: you've got trust issues with your consumers. Right. No matter how much you spend to treat it. Right. Later in the
3: meeting, Dan Hudson reported on the bid opening for the Dillman Road Wastewater Treatment Plant's Weir Gate and Valve Replacement Project. He explained they received no bids. Jeff Amon asked about the promotion of the bid. Hudson responded.
8: the advertising process the same as every other type of it was, bid? It was. It went uh, to the offer?
9: Herald Times twice, and I made phone calls to all the local contractors, and uh, we did have a mandatory pre-bid meeting that you had to be there, but we had four contractors at the
7: meeting. And, that's it. <laughs>
10: okay. Well, hopefully we'll take the right steps to because
11: everybody's busy or something. Yeah.
3: The next utility service board meeting will be held Monday, October 9th.
2: WFHB's youth radio team recorded a new episode of Voices in the Street on IU's campus during September's First Thursdays Festival. First Thursdays is an opportunity for students and the community to experience the work of artists, performers, and scholars from across the campus and around town. The festival happens on the first Thursday of every month around Showalter Fountain.
0: This is Nathan Rushamazo. On September 7th, Youth Radio attended IU's first Thursday to table for WFHB, recruit new youth radio members, and record an episode of Voices in the Street. Since the coming weekend was Family Weekend at IU, we asked people questions related to family. What does family mean to you?
4: Family means someone that loves you deeply enough to look over any of your
11: flaws. Family are the people who are there always when you need help.
4: Family is the people
2: you're supposed to be comfortable around.
8: At this point, family for me is not so much direct relatives, but close friends, people like you rely on for, you know, more than just like an acquaintance.
9: Family to me kind of means a lot of things. Um, obviously, there's the blood relation aspect, but I think it's so much more than that and doesn't even have to be that. I mean, I when I think of my family, I think of my friends, I think of my roommates, I think of my... Siblings, it's it's a big community that just gathers around you and loves you.
11: I don't know, a lot sometimes, a little other times.
12: Um, I guess family just means to me um, people that um, you can really trust with anything and that you can turn to um, anytime that you need them.
11: Family are the people you can rely upon. They're the people who are always there and that can be, they can be the people who are responsible for your being there in the first place or they can be whoever you found along the way.
4: To me, family is the people that are always there for you, even when things get hard, and that try to accept you the best that they can for who you actually are.
12: The people who love me, support me, and care about me, maybe not unconditionally, but, because you know, like, you could be a murderer, but people who love me and support me, and I love and support them back, without any sort of prejudice, always open to listening, when I don't know what their experience is. And yeah, just generally the people I'm close to. Definitely not blood, just because blood families can be tricky, dysfunctional, and kind of ugly at times. But yeah, family are the people you want it to be.
11: I think it's mostly like the people you're close to. Like good friends, but also blood relation.
12: The people
9: that you love and are close to, but in a a specific
10: way. Family to me means a shared group of people who strive to make each other better each and every day.
2: To me, family doesn't really exactly mean blood-related. I'm actually adopted, so family is the people that makes you feel safe and at home, and home doesn't have to be a specific building. It can be anywhere that your
4: found family is. Anybody
12: or like a group of people
4: with whom I can just be myself, and they allow me to do that, and are there for me no matter what.
6: Uh, like people
7: with whom I feel like I'm at ease my best friends
1: to me family goes beyond blood it means people that you connect with and who will always be there for you
9: a family for me is all about being a strength for everyone in the family and being the constant support for them through Every down, ups and downs.
1: To me, family is a group of people who support you through the things that you love uh, and your hard times. Family is someone that you can lean on. They always show you love, and you guys can count on each other.
0: What's one word that describes your family?
1: The one word
9: that describes my family
1: is love. Weird. Big.
11: Chaotic.
0: Valiant.
1: Crazy. Interesting. Diverse. Chaotic. (laughs) I want to say crazy, but realistically, probably diverse in how we think. Care. Home. Interesting. Dysfunctional. Yeah, dysfunctional. (laughs) But we all love each other.
0: Does your family have any traditions?
7: Yeah, I guess a few. Most of them are related to like Jewish holidays. my parents always argue about whether or not they want the matzah balls hard or soft. Um, and um, I don't know. For Thanksgiving, my family is usually in Chicago, and we all just meet up there.
6: Oh uh, uh, no, we do have one. We have one where there's we hide an evil eye in the Christmas tree. It's a bit odd, but it's just a fun game. Uh, you just look for it, and
11: if you find it, you get bragging rights. That's really it. Sometimes. Uh, i don't know you get candy i guess
10: my mom's molasses coconut chews are a hit during the holidays and we have a tradition of going to this like drive-through light show um and one of like i think my uncle's car has like a skylight so then i sit on the roof of the car and my cousins are like in front of me so that's fun
0: do you have any family recipes
2: my brother really liked corn pudding for a long time i mean it's kind of like Casserole, cornbread, it's just a lot of corn with enough batter to make it a solid thing. Just enough.
11: Family recipe, you know, I could make some pretty bomb banana bread from my great-grandma. It's pretty bust down.
1: My mom has a really good biscuit recipe, and she also do gravy from scratch. I don't think that's written down, but her biscuit
12: recipe is written down.
7: Yes, uh, it's called Nana's Casserole and it's literally just egg noodles, tomato soup, and ground beef. Yeah, it's a very silly recipe.
8: Oh yeah, pollo con mole. It's Mexican. It's just chicken with mole sauce. Mole sauce is a mixture of chocolate, peanut butter, and uh, and spicy sauce, like all mixed together. It's a Mexican ketchup.
4: My dad figured out how to change the Toll House recipe to make it better. but. You add cornstarch, teaspoon of cornstarch, extra stick of butter.
1: Ah, we are Greek, so spanakopita is the thing we make around the holidays, and Greek wedding cookies.
9: Uh, My mother cooks really well, and everything that she makes is a new kind of recipe. Okay,
10: yeah, my grandma made ketchup chili, and there's like a specific way to do it. I'm
4: not a fan of it, but everyone else is. So that's the family recipe.
0: What's the most memorable family vacation your family has been on?
4: When I was in middle school, we went to Orlando as like a whole extended family um, to like go to the wizarding world and stuff, and it was really cool.
8: It was, I can't remember the name of the peak, but it was near Denver. It was like 48,000 feet. Um, anyway, it was one of the peaks in Colorado.
1: We flew to California recently, uh, this past summer. Um, that to see my dad's
10: family. I just went to Germany with my family and my opa missed his connecting flight um, and he had to fly through Madrid on his own. And he is an elderly German man who does not speak Spanish. So that was an adventure. This past summer, I went to go see my brother because he's in the military, so he lives in North Carolina. And there was no air conditioning, so it was very memorable.
7: I guess they are like vacations that happen every summer. Like we go up to the lake, Lake Wawasee, and um, our family friends also are up during the summer. So it's like really fun, because they like live just down the street.
0: Are there any songs or musicians that remind you of family?
4: Maybe just the band ABBA in general. Um, my mom and her husband are really into them, so.
11: Most of like Jimmy Buffett's music, honestly, because my daddy's always listen to that on vacations.
4: Probably klezmer,
7: since we're Jewish. So like klezmer, jazzy type music reminds me of
2: my family, I guess.
8: Make It Happen by Mariah Carey.
2: Weird Al. I think soda. It's like, no, it's, no, it's Yoda. It's based off of soda. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I never hear that anywhere else. Not that you hear Weird Al songs
12: elsewhere anyway. I think Family Lines by Conan Gray, just because it's one of my favorite songs. And um, it just reminds you of how like complex family dynamics can be.
10: Um, the obvious one is Sister Sledge, I think. We are family, you know, obviously. Um, but. Uh, To me, any song that reminds me of family is any song that has like a shared component of unity.
11: For me, it's the uh, hymn Down to the River because that has always been uh, very symbolic of my household in a way.
9: (laughs) Um, It's kind of a funny one. I can't think of the name of the song. It's a Darius Rucker song. The rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. My uh, family, my parents, and my siblings and I used to all sing that. Like that was our family song. That we, my dad, get his guitar out and
4: we'd all sing it together. So, country roads, definitely. It always reminds me to go back home because I'm an international student.
11: I always think of um, the old Pete Seeger song. Uh, turn 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 to everything there is a season that'll which is you know a biblical quote originally but it was used at my grandfather's funeral
4: for me not a specific song but the band like cowboy frangant they're a french band because my family's from quebec on my dad's side so all of their music reminds me of family
1: this song you are my sunshine that one reminds me of my family somewhere over the rainbow also for my family that's like a little bit of a sad meaning but we still love that song
12: the Encanto soundtrack. <laughs> I'm Colombian, so my family is displayed right there. Um, but yeah, also the village, even though it's not like a happy song about family, I do still think that it relates to family.
2: Any type of music that brings people together, like older, I say oldies, but it's not all that old. So like kind of 80s music reminds me of like some like the things my parents would listen to. Therefore, it's just like that kind of brings me back.
0: Is there anyone in your family you have a special connection to?
4: Uh, probably my uncle Ryan. He taught me to draw and um, he's within 10 years of me and he moved in after my mom and my dad got divorced. And. I just really care about him. And he's almost like my brother.
11: I guess it's everyone, but I'm especially close to my dad.
10: Uh, my mom is very important to me my family. She's like the woman I look up to. She's like the most important inspirational person in my life. Like I would not be
4: anywhere without my mom. Definitely my mom because she always reminds me that she thinks that I'm the most beautiful person in the world, the smartest person in the world. And she always lifts me up.
11: I'd say my grandmother, who um, just recently turned 80, and her memory has been failing her for the last 10 years, but she is always, you know, wonderfully supportive of whatever I'm up to and uh, always happy to tell me at length about whatever I'm interested in.
9: (laughs) Probably my mom. So we have kind of a complicated family situation because my dad had a marriage before my mom. so, my two older siblings are my half siblings technically, but my mom has always made a really strong effort to keep them involved in our family and make sure that they're, you know, that we're all brothers and sisters and it's not just, um, you know, the half siblings we never talk to. So, that's always really meant a lot to me. On, and on top of that, my mom is just a total BA woman. She's awesome, um, she's
12: everything I want to be and more. I guess I would have to say my mom just because she's always been there for me and um, she always puts herself first.
11: For me it's probably my brother. Um, Simply speaking, siblings are weird like that even though we're not that much alike, we're also extremely alike.
12: My sister. I love her very, very much. She has supported me through a lot, mental health issues, uh, coming out to my family so many times. Um, And yeah. I hope she comes to IU next year. She wants to go to Purdue. I'm trying to convince her to come here. But yeah, she's, she's always been my rock and she's my favorite person in the entire world.
0: Can you tell us a goofy story about your family?
11: One time I was like four years old and my brother sat me down and they made me say cuss words. And they thought it was really funny, but I didn't know what was happening.
2: We used to have a song that we would sing when it was 8.28 on the oven clock. And it was just 8.28 to the tune of, oh my god, what is the song? And then my my mom and brother would harmonize with it. The most funny story of my family, I would say, was when I costumed my brother,
9: and he was so furious that he just hid in one place for an entire
7: day. Oh, this is a story that I've been told about my great-grandmother because I never met her, but. she had dentures and a wig um, because she was bald and so all my aunts have a story of her like going oh bring me a glass of water and they get her a glass of water and she takes her teeth out and she takes her hair off and they're all like really young so they're really freaked out by the fact that all of a sudden their grandmother is bald and has no teeth like it's really scary
10: so yeah my brother ate a dog treat once and liked it. Uh, milk bone biscuit.
1: <laughs> so I have a twin brother. He does not go to IU. I miss him dearly. But we are not the same at all. I'm here pursuing a degree in environmental management. He does glass blowing. So we're on very different career paths, which is always fun.
10: When my grandpa died and that side of the family does not really know how to grieve properly, so we all just flew down and like cleaned out my grandma's house and it was probably like one of the best times I've had with my family ever. So when we were little, my uncle used to
7: um, get on this bike and then chase all of us. And if he like got the tip of your, um, uh, your heel um, and ran you over just a little bit, then like you were out, elimination, you know? We called it junkyard dog. It was like the best game ever until too many people got hurt, but it was good.
1: My dad and mom so were high school sweethearts, and my dad one time went over to my mom's house, and he was trying to impress her parents, and they were having a campfire, and they were making s'mores, and he was trying to like show how he could like make the perfect marshmallow, and then he burnt it. And when he was trying to blow it out, he shook it, and it flung on his nose, and it burnt the side of his nose. And it was like one of their first times meeting too. so. That was a little bit chaotic for him, but he made a good impression so
2: You've been listening to WFHB Local News. Today's headlines were written by Noel Horowski Schneider, Annika Harshbarger, and Ashley Voss in partnership with Katz Community Access Television Services. Our feature was produced by WFHB's Youth Radio.
3: Our theme music is provided by Mark Bingham and the Social Climbers. Engineering executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Caleb Robbins.
2: Stay tuned for Big Talk, a one-on-one conversation with some of Bloomington's most fascinating people, coming up next on WFHB.